Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Masculine Minute. My name is Ace, and I will be one of your hosts today. And I am joined by the one, the only, the amazing Joshua, the ultimate warrior Gillow. Joshua, yeah. how you doing this morning, man? Well, well, man, I, I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> Thank you for that, sir. Sabado, Sabado, Sabado. All right, let's jump into it today. Worry. Why do we worry all the time? Why do I worry? all the time. It's emotion I go to. It's something I think about. And the crazy thing about worry is most of the things that we worry about never end up happening. So for everybody listening today, if you are a warrior or you worry more than you like to think you do, this is the episode for you because we're going to jump right into it. There is a saboteur out there. If you've been listening to the last couple days, we've been talking about sages and saboteurs. Essentially, the sage is the angel on your shoulder. The saboteur is the devil. It is the voice inside your head that constantly seems to chatter, 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 and go on and on and on and on. So, Mr. Gillow, worry. Do you worry as much as I do? Because I know I'm a big worrier. Yeah, I'd like to think I'm more of a warrior than a worrier, but at the same time, that's part of the, the human experience, right? And as you mentioned there, you know, we've been talking about um, saboteurs the last couple of days, and we started with the judge, which is the, the ringleader of the whole bunch that are, that's that voice in your head that's constantly judging everybody around you and yourself and how you're not good enough and how they're not good enough and all that stuff. And then we, um, you know, today we're talking about what's called hypervigilance or worry, right? And some people, they, and including myself, um, are stuck in that world, right? It, it's constantly, what if, what if that happens? What if this happens? What if it rains? What if it's sunny? What if it, uh, you know, doesn't go my way? What if someone else doesn't like what I'm doing? What if, what if, what if, and they live in that box of what ifs I'm guilty of it as heck. I grew up most of my life with that worry constantly in the background, you know, especially building projects and all that. It's always, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? This is going to go wrong. Always going to go wrong. And it robs you of that present moment. Cause you're always worried about something in the future. It's that constant, constantness of that, that worry, and it's incessant. It yeah. keeps coming, and it keeps coming, and you're like, okay, I see it for what it is. It isn't real. It didn't happen, yet it still keeps coming back. It's a pattern. That's all. It, it's a saboteur. It's a little voice on your shoulder that's saying, hey, you know what? This could happen. Have you figured out the solution if that happens? What if they don't like it? What if you don't get there on time? What if you book all these flights and you've got five connectors and you've got to get all the way to this place at this time and everything goes wrong? What if your luggage is lost? Like all this what if bullshit, right? And you know what? By the time you're done with this trip and you get there and you realize that everything worked out fine, you sit back and you say, oh, wow, God, that thank God that didn't happen. But now I'm worried I might not get to my resort or I'm worried I might. Like, it's this constant incessantness and that's part of the human condition. It's not, there's nothing broken about anybody out there that deals with that like I have in the past. It's, it's. No one's broken with that. We just have to realize that it is a pattern, just like the judge. Yeah. The saboteur, right? It's it's one of those loop patterns that you have. If this, then that. Yeah. And the crazy thing is it's conditioning. It's conditioning from our past. We're taking things that have happened to us in the past and we're bringing it to the present with whatever we're working on and we're projecting it into the future. So, for example, like you had mentioned something with your flight. I can remember there's been multiple times where I've had encounters with certain subcontractors when I'm building a house. Now, when I go to work with those subcontractors, I'm thinking of all the past experiences that I've had with them. And 
sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not so good. Sometimes there's conflict. I remember with a certain subcontractor, him and I verbally got into it pretty heavy. And so now when I talk to him, leading up to that conversation, sometimes I get stressed. Sometimes I get anxiety because I'm like, well, this happened in the past. Is this going to happen again? And I project it into the future. And so when that moment comes, when I talk to that person, I'm already built up the story of what's most likely going to happen. What's, you know, how this is going to play out. And it's all in my head because nothing has played out yet. And usually those conversations go fine. It's all the junk inside my head. So the hypervigilant person, the warrior, like I, there's a, a great, great metaphor that I've heard. And it says, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it don't get you anywhere. You're just rocking, rocking, rocking. And the crazy thing about it is it sucks your energy. It sucks your focus. It brings your emotional and energy levels down and it wears you out. So we know that we're warriors, not warriors sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but what, uh, What's something that that you usually do to combat this worry saboteur? Yeah. So before I get into that, it, you know, when it comes to worry, it's not just the mental space that it takes up that you can't be creative or you can't be engaged or present at that moment because you're worried about taking past experiences and casting them into the future and creating what if scenarios. It's also the fact of the the emotional, the feeling that you feel inside, the anxiety, the stress, the the shortness you have with people because of this internal dialogue that's going on about all the things you're worried about, right? When I look at my schedule for today, I look at it, I'm like, holy moly, it is back to back. Right after this podcast, it's out to projects, it's, um, which is, you know, Joe's on vacation, so I'm filling in for him. So I'm like, okay, I'm going out to a project, then I've got back to back podcasts and classes and all that stuff, which I absolutely love my worriers kicking in saying, what if there's traffic? What if there's this? What if you don't get back on time? You're gonna have to cancel this. And if you cancel this, does that get canceled? Like it's, I'm like, dude, just stop. It'll all, it always works out every single time. Ace, it works out for the better. There's been many Wednesdays I've had. It's my busy day. So many Wednesdays that I've had that I've had to look back at it and say, you know what? I survived them just fine. And it's funny because sometimes those podcasts cancel at the last minute. And then I've got free space, which just works out. When I look back at the day, at the end of it, I say, Holy moly, thank God that happened that way. And now I have all the free time that I need to do what has to be done today. So instead of worrying about what will happen, I just go into it in full faith, knowing that it'll happen exactly the way it's supposed to. Now, that doesn't eliminate the worry, but it certainly does quell some of that anxiety and some of that uh, that edginess that comes from always being worried about what's happening next, because we don't know the future, right? right? To worry is kind of like paying interest on a debt you don't have. Think about that. It's paying interest on a debt that you don't have, that you don't even have the bill, you don't even have the asset, but you're paying on it. Mm-hmm. And we do it consciously slash subconsciously. Like we know that we're worrying about stuff, but we don't know how to stop it. We just feel like that's just who I am. That's again, these saboteurs constantly cloak themselves in, in these patterns of understanding or having you understand or think that this is a part of who you are. It's your wiring. You can't change it. I'm a worrier. My mom was a warrior. My cat was a warrior. My whatever. Like you have all of this, this excuses for why you worry. And then you stop and say, but is that really truly me? Or is this just a pattern? We've talked about patterns with the judge, with the controller, now with hypervigilant. 
the worrier. So if that is you, if you're listening out there right now and you say, wow, I do find myself worrying about stuff, especially people that are, you know, parents and business owners and people that are doing things that are uncomfortable. Worry is very normal. Worry is extremely normal. It's part of our old defense mechanism, because if we weren't worrying about things, then we wouldn't be paying attention to that bush that's shaking that might have a saber tooth tiger behind it, or, you know, that the water might be a different color, so we shouldn't drink it, or the berries aren't the right ones to eat. Those things aren't that around anymore, right? But we still have that old wiring that now we cast into a technologically advanced future. So now it's worrying about what other people think. It's worrying about what you're posting. It's worrying about how others see you. It's worrying about what image you have out in the world. And it's constantly eating at you. And what it does is it robs you of today. It robs you of the present moment mm. because you're always worried about from the past, casting to the future, looking at the future saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I have enough. Am I enough to even get there? What happens if I fail? It's constant worry and it robs you of this moment. So you have to decide whether that's worth it. Is it worth the shake for you? Is it worth that to lose this present moment for that future? That ace, 99% of the time, all that worry, all that stuff, that what if scenarios, they don't come true. Never going to happen. So all of that time that's spent worrying about what could happen and 99% of the time it doesn't happen, is that a good trade? Would you do that deal? 99% mm. chance of, of, uh, of success in something, would you be like, you know what? I know that 99% of the time I'm going to be successful, but my mind tells me 99% of the time I'm not going to be because it's through some kind of worry, right? That it might not work out, but just sit back. So a good exercise to start to answer your question more directly. Sit back at the end of your day or even throughout your day, write down the things that you're worrying about. And at the end of the day, look back at those things and see how many actually transpired. And prove to yourself that that stuff is all BS. It's all a construct in your mind. It's trying to keep you small and keep you from going after and becoming the best man or woman you can possibly be to serve as many people. That's really what it's about. If it's the devil on your shoulder, it's the devil telling you that you're not enough so that you don't ever become what you're truly meant to be, that God meant you to be, so you cannot fulfill that mission. That's what's in the heart. That's what it's about. So how do we, how do we get around that? You know, if we think about what the opposite of worry is, it's trust that all is well. How do we get to a point? How do you listeners get to a point where you can trust in just about any situation? I, there's a great um, little story that I like to think about when it comes to this is earlier in my, my career, in my life, I, I always found ways or kept looking for ways that I could learn how to stay dry when it's raining. All right. This is just a metaphor, but stay dry when it's raining. Right. So I'd either not go outside if it rained, or I would want to make sure I'm under a tarp or under some kind of a roof, whatever. And I always wanted to stay dry. Right. And then I learned when I started looking at other people and started modeling other people, I learned that, no, they didn't learn how to stay dry. They learned how to dance in the rain, mm. right? And as Tony says, yeah. quite often, your level of success is directly correlated to the level of uncomfortable, uh, being uncomfortable and uncertainty that you can handle at any given moment. So how can you become someone that can handle even more uncertainty? And how can you take that umbrella, take that roof, take that cover and throw it away and just learn how to dance in the rain and be fulfilled within that moment? That's where worry disappears. So if it's the trust that all is well, it's the trust that the rain's not going to hurt you, that getting wet is not a problem, that maybe right now, deep down, it drives you crazy, the anxiety rails up and you get too, totally crazy when you start to worry and you feel like you just can't control it. But what if you could just step back for a moment and look at it for what it really is, just a construct of your mind 
and know that you have the control, you have the keys to that jail cell, and you can decide at any point to stop that by simply asking for a bigger purpose, asking for what will help me trust that all is well. And for me, it's God, it's Jesus, knowing that I lay my problems at his feet and knowing that I am fully um, protected in that. So why worry? Why would I even worry? It's not even my, my, my game. Why would I even do that? That makes no sense to do that now. But that was not me years ago. I would worry like crazy thinking that I had to handle it all. It was all on my shoulders. I had no other option but to just deal with it. This is part of the human condition. This is part of my life. But I've realized I don't have to do that. And 99% of the time, that crap never comes true. And I start writing lists out of things I'm worrying about. And then at the end of the day, look at them. And I'm like, none of that stuff happened. I'm like, why would I ever give that saboteur my precious time that I could spend with my kids, that I could be working on another project, that I could go for a walk or spend time with my creator? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're talking about writing it down and then proving to yourself that 99% of what you write down never ends up happening. Getting yourself aligned, looking at the bigger picture, taking something that seems so overwhelming and macro and making it micro, minimizing that saboteur and saying, all right, I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to let go. And I think doing an alignment like that is fantastic. In addition to writing down in the morning, everything you're worried about when you write about it too, the most amazing thing is most of the stuff that you write down, you're like, why the heck am I even worried about that? Right. Yeah. It's like naming that boogeyman. It's like, oh, that's not that big of an issue. Why, why the heck is it like circling my mind? And the act of writing it down gets it out of there. Cindy, uh, had commented. Thank you, Cindy. Good morning to you as well. She calls it the treadmill of life. It's always moving, but it never gets you anywhere. And I love that analogy as well. Yep. And when I think of a treadmill or a rocking chair, like you talked about aligning yourself, aligning your mind is fantastic. But something else you could do too, is you could take action. Taking action is another great way of getting yourself outside of your head all a lot of this is is a mental game so how do you get out of your head well one thing you could do is just move take action change your focus and that's a great way to like in the moment when you feel like you're worried let's say it's the middle of the day something comes up and you're like oh man this is going to happen it's like no just move forward just keep moving forward and at the end of the day you can look back just like you said and like why was I worried about that? That ended up not even happening. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. And so now I really appreciate uh, the comments today. We've got another one here. It says, I write down my limiting beliefs and replace it with scripture. That, man, being a Christian man myself as well, that is so powerful. Yes. And essentially you're, what what this person is talking about is taking down whatever you're worried about Usually it has to do with your limiting beliefs and now you're replacing it. You're taking what you always talked about, Joshua, you're taking that record and mm -hmm. you're scratching it and you're replacing it with a new record, a new song, a mm -hmm. new melody to dance with in your life. Exactly. Yep. It's all, all coming around. I think it comes back down to dancing. I think if Somehow. you take anything away from this, this talk today, just dance life away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So if it's trust that all is well is the opposite of worries, think about in your life what you could create, how you can create a world where you could actually trust that all will be well. Now, it's not a flip of a switch. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's like, hey, 
today you're going to listen to this podcast and all of a sudden worry disappears. No, the context of today's conversation, our purpose, our goal here is for you to be aware that it's not a pattern you can't change. If you so choose to and want to do the work, you can. If you acknowledge it for what it is, Ace mentioned it earlier, once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Once you name it, you can tame it. So if you look at it and you say, you know what, sometimes you'll actually give the saboteur your own name. Maybe it's, you know, little bitch. I don't know. Like you can come up with something that that uh, that is not positive that you could look at. And each time you find yourself worrying and say, oh, is that the little bitch kicking back up again? And you'd be like, that's not me. That's someone else. You disconnect yourself by giving it a different identity. And you realize that it's not you. It happens to be someone that you've let live rent free in your mind for God knows how long. Yeah. Now it's time for that person or that thing, I should say at this point, to say bye-bye. Sorry, you're getting evicted. And we're going to kick you out get your stuff and get out of here. And we're going to put you in a little cage and I'm going to hold the key. And when I see you come back out, I'm going to push you back in that cage again and know that you have the control to do that. You have the ability to do that. And that's something that's going to take work each and every day because it still comes up for myself each and every day, but I see it for what it is and I'd put it back in the cage. And sometimes it takes longer to put it back in that cage and other times it's much quicker, but it's, it's a matter of being aware. And that's what this entire podcast is about throughout these different saboteurs is not to say you're broken. We all have all of these different saboteurs. We all do. It's part of our human condition, but now can you take them, see them for what they are and get some control around them? Because when you finally do, or you surrender them, get rid of them and know what they are, that's when your life finally becomes free. And this is what this is about. It's about freedom. It's about fulfillment. It's about joy. It's about living a purposeful life. And that all happens when you finally see these things that are holding you back from that for what they are. Bullshit constructs of your mind. That's right. That's right. If you want freedom, you can't, you can't control them. Because if you try to control these guys, they're going to end up controlling you. So let go. Let go. Put them away. Push them away. Lock them up. That's not controlling them. That's letting them go. Because once once you look at them, you realize they're really not that powerful. When you give yourself to them, you're giving your power to them. So stop giving your power to them. Stop focusing on them. Stop feeding them as we talk about. And once you start doing that, those guys start starving. Man, they're going to be there, but they definitely don't have the power anymore because you are taking your power back. And that's, that's right. like you said, that's what we've been talking about. It's about stepping up as a man in this world and not giving your power to someone else because you are powerful. You are strong. We just got to get rid of that old wiring. That's all it is. Really just erase that old wiring. Yeah. There's a, there's an old story that goes, uh, a young, um, Indian son is looking up at his grandfather and he, and the grandfather says to the son, his grandson, he says, son, I have a, I have a war waging inside of me. And on one hand I have on one side of this battle, I have, uh, these feelings of, of uh, guilt, of shame, of, uh, lust of, of, um, constantly wanting more. And then on the other side, I have gratefulness and I have happiness and fulfillment and I have joy. And the little boy looks up at his grandfather. He goes, well, you know, if you have this war raging inside of you, how do you know which side will win? He says, son, it depends on which one I feed. Whatever I feed is what grows. So in your life, think about what you're feeding. Are you feeding the good, the abundance, the, the joy, the fulfillment, the purposefulness? Are you feeding that? Or are you feeding worry and control in that judge? 
think about it. Which one are you feeding? Because that's ultimately going to be how your day goes, how your week goes, how your month goes, how your life goes. It's all about what you feed. You have the choice on what you feed and who you feed. Be mindful. That's all this podcast is about. Be mindful that these things aren't constructs you can't change if you so choose to. But it's not going to be as easy as just flipping a switch and all of a sudden they're gone. It's not the way that works. They keep coming back and they will continue to come back and they will never stop coming back. You just have to gain skills, build the muscle that it takes to put them back in their cage all the time and know what they truly are. They're just patterns. That's right. That's right. Well, Joshua, I think, uh, I don't think I'm worried anymore. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you. Ultimate warrior. Stage like advice. Always appreciate you, man. Thank you for everybody listening. Think about your day, write down what you worry about and take a look at it at the end of the day. And you will be surprised that most of what you thought about never ended up happening. Just a big chuckle at the end of the day when you look at that list and you say, none of that happened. Just laugh out loud and do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And pretty soon you'll look at all that stuff and you'll put that, that animal back in the cage quickly. That's right. Make sure you celebrate too. That's right. Have a great day, everybody. Go get it. <laughs>